0: Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschel and Paige Kieschel. Good afternoon, Paige.
1: Good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine. How are you?
0: Pretty good. How's your day gone? Okay. (laughs) You have a day off. I thought maybe, you know, you'd be a little more no, I wanted to get
1: more productive more stuff done, but um my room is still a disaster and it's still really gross. Hmm. I wanted I, to do that.
0: Unfortunately that's not our topic today.
1: No, it's not.
0: Um so our topic is dyslexia and um sort of like why it sometimes is confused with ADHD. Um, and there's this new study out that I will link the actual study to the description that says that it is actually not a neurological disorder, but um is an evolutionary trait, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So, Alexis, uh, Alexis, wrong kid. I'm not Alexis. So sorry, she doesn't record with me. She is texting me though. Apparently, her shoulder hurts when she pushes her wheelchair. Um, of course um, <laughs> uh, hedge. What is <laughs>
1: dyslexia. So, dyslexia, <clears throat> according to Google, is a learning disability that involves difficulty reading due to problems identifying speech sounds and learning how they relate to letters and words. Dyslexia is a result of individual differences in the area of the brain that processes language. About 20% of the population has dyslexia, and and it is extremely genetic and I it,
0: being that I'm dyslexic I don't love that definition so yeah, I would say it's more than just reading issues I would say it's all things I does say speech sounds in there but I'd say like yeah. it's just all things words right so all things words, all things words. um yeah, it sounds so. like a
1: good book title if you write a book it should be all things words
0: right so like pronunciation of words sometimes um sometimes it's you know it's a lot of like not understanding um
1: oh wait
0: phonics that kind of stuff so I'm not in love with that definition but yeah
1: I have a question that's completely uh kind of actually related so obviously there's some difference and I realize some of the differences but what's the difference between dyslexia then and speech dyspraxia because they have trouble with words and stuff too i mean like obviously like the seeing the letters and stuff is different because they don't see letters. Yeah. all weird but is there like other differences or is that kind of just the only difference i don't know off
0: the top of my head without
1: oh. you know okay further
0: <laughs> research okay i know that like As a dyslexic, I know that I think in pictures and not words. And I don't think that's true of people who have verbal dyspraxia.
1: I guess I would have to ask someone who has verbal dyspraxia how they think. But Uh, maybe you know somebody. I do, Um, but I'm not (laughs) sure if I want to ask him that quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> so dyslexia is
0: one of the conditions that's often comorbid with other um, neurodiversities um, and so um, it is probably one of the most recognized learning disabilities
1: but I think it's really
0: often misunderstood because I hear exactly like what this definition it says like just difficulty with reading but people with dyslexia also have issues with like time and organization and all that stuff um that overlaps with
1: ADHD or people at work when because I work at a grocery store so when people like read the I've I'm guilty of doing (laughs) this but sometimes I'll read off someone's total to them and I'll say like the the same numbers, but like in a completely different order and then they'll be like, wait, what? And I was like, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then they'll be like dyspra- dyslexic brain for a second. And so I'm I'm guilty of kind of thinking that is like
0: that's all it is brain. Yeah. But- um, so not everybody with dyslexia sees letters or words backwards. Um, or reads them backwards, right? So it's actually a little bit more complex than that. Um, But um, the symptoms of it can be broken down um, before somebody even learns to read, right? But so it's really like trouble, um, difficulty breaking down words into syllables, trouble with... Um, accuracy. So often we'll like read something that's not there. Um, and sometimes it's like I read something that's not there because it logically makes sense to me that that it would be there, but it's not. Um, but sometimes, like we're reading or we're trying to say a letter or sound that's actually not in the word. Um, difficulty with fluency. so um, that's just like when you read out loud if it's nice and smooth. Um, and then for some people, um, comprehension of that material, but that's really because their accuracy and fluency are incorrect. And so the comprehension's incorrect, right? <clears throat> um, and there's lots of signs. Um, and so most kids with dyslexia, excuse me, <clears throat> I muted myself to cough. Um, uh, most kids with dyslexia are, can you not hear me? um can be diagnosed and start treatment by the time they're six, right? So um, but sometimes if there's something else going on, then it the dyslexia is not caught, right? But so in younger ages in preschool, right, um signs might be that your child started speaking much later than peers. I know I didn't start speaking really until I was like three. Um, If they have chronic ear infections, if they confuse their left and right, I still confuse my left and right. Um, If they're ambidextrous, I'm totally ambidextrous. Um, (laughs) If they have difficulty tying their shoes, I don't know why they put that under preschool. Who learns to...
1: why, wait why is that a sign of dyslexia because that's a sign of like other things too like i'm not dyslexic it's... but i was like eight when i learned how to tie my shoe
0: yeah well they're not like it's just a sign it's just a like hey you should check these things out yes mm-hmm. if a kid can't sign their tie their shoe you should have them checked out because they probably have some kind of neurodiversity <laughs> right? or, or some kind of like OT issue. Um, so it's just a sign, right? Um, trouble with rhymes, mostly because we're not hearing them really well. Um, and then um, when they're a little bit older and in school, it could be messy or even illegible handwriting. Um, they might make their letters backwards or in reverse or, um, this isn't on here, but something I did all the time when I was a kid is I would confuse actual letters. So like if I was spelling a word and I heard a sound, I thought that the sound of a B and a P were so similar that I would confuse them. Difficulty writing in cursive, slow, choppy, and inaccurate reading. So it's the fluency we were talking about earlier, right? Sometimes they might just say, oh, you know what I mean? Because it's just too difficult to find the correct word. Um, Poor, poor uh, skill of reading words, not what they're called non-words. When I was in school and I was doing therapy or like a special reading program for dyslexia they called them nonsense words nonsense. so it's basically so like, like basically they took like <clears throat> words and fit them together and then would see if i could phonetically sound them out i could oh. never like that exercise used to leave me in tears I, it Aww. was absolute torture i hated nonsense words um uh other signs could be a uh, Large discrepancy between their verbal skills and their written correspondence, or like essays that they write in school, right? So if the teacher talks to them and they sound really intelligent and like they totally understood whatever the concept is, but then you have them write an essay about it and it like doesn't match the intellect that they had. Um, that's how mine got caught. Actually, was from state testing that was done and I scored very low, but I had just moved to that school district. And so I just talked to that um, vice principal of that school and he knew that that score did not match the person he had met. Um, So if those things aren't lining up, um, what else? Uh, They have a really hard time with foreign language. Um they often like can't grasp another language. Um, I so wish ASL would have been an option for me when I was in school because instead I got no like a an accommodation they give now for students that are dyslexic is to opt them out or give them a pass on taking a foreign language at all. That would have been oh, lovely. Wait. I took six years of French uh, between middle school and high school, which was absolute torture. Um they often mispronounce words that you would expect them to be able to pronounce um uh, they often take much longer than is expected to get through work but it, but it ends up being accurate, right So even through high school that can happen or older, right <clears throat> rarely does somebody make it to adulthood without it being caught but like I said, if there's other, Comorbid conditions that are more significant, then that's what the focus is going to be on. So an adult can look like poor self-esteem. Uh, they might have to reread things several times to understand it. Uh they often dread writing um anything, emails, letters, whatever they have to write. Um, they might gravitate towards careers that don't rely on being able to read or have a lot of reading in them, right? They might hate reading or prefer reading nonfiction because it's a smaller vocabulary that they need, right? Fiction writing often has a lot of vocabulary. I, I tend to listen personally. I tend to listen to fiction. No, that's not right. I tend to listen to nonfiction books but for um, for books that are fiction, I use my Kindle, and then I use this special font for dyslexia. Um, <clears throat> they might even have physical issues, so they might um, or somatic complaints, so they might get a lot of headaches or stomach aches or dizziness. Um, they may um, an older child, might um, refuse to go to school or drop out. Um, there could be mood disorders um, or this idea of like learned helplessness because they can't read, but that's like for older students or for adults who were not diagnosed or given the proper interventions early on. Um, so thoughts, Paige? You're very quiet today.
1: Well, no, you were just you were just talking.
0: But so I was. I was. he
1: was just letting you talk.
0: <laughs> so, um, sometimes it is um, a comorbid condition with ADHD, but sometimes it's just not really understood by the evaluator. So. I guess, if you're having your child evaluate for any kind of neurodiversity, you want to make sure that they are well-versed, that there are comorbid conditions, and that whatever you're looking for is um, something that they're used to working with, right? Like All neurodiversities tend to be fairly genetic, right? So- so if a you know a woman who has adhd marries a man who's dyslexic your kid could very well have both um <clears throat> right or just one or the other right so so this is why it's sometimes confused right so like they both have reading challenges but the dyslexic might have a comprehension issue because of bad phonics skills or fluency while the kid with adhd um might have issues with their working memory or with um, being distracted while they're reading, right? Or they might both um, guess at words. The ADHD is guessing at words because they're being impulsive and the dyslexic is guessing at the words because they're having trouble decoding what the word is. Um, so they're just trying to fill feel- in what the word is through context of the paragraph they're reading, right? Um, ADHDers will often avoid a reading task because it requires sustained mental effort. So we're talking about like in an area of interest because I know ADHDers that are huge readers and read a ton you're not but other well, other people <laughs> with adhd uh, that i know are are big readers and love to read in their field of interest so this is like not in a field of interest um but a dyslexic will often avoid um reading because of the above mentioned decoding struggles that they might have um writing is difficult for for both students with ADHD or dyslexia because of the organization of thoughts, um, proofreading, uh, just the writing process in general has multiple steps in it and people with ADHD definitely don't like things that take more than three steps. Um, But in addition to like all those other pieces that you need for writing, For the person who's dyslexic, there's also big spelling issues. Um, uh, Neither group of students like to be evaluated. Nobody wants to go have an evaluation done, Um, and they might show uh, some resistance to that. And so an ADHD -er really is quite bored during that process and might be inattentive or impulsive or hyperactive Um, while the dyslexic will just show resistance more to reading tasks that they're asked to do during evaluation than to other tasks during an evaluation. Um, So yeah, thoughts, Mm -hmm. comments, ideas? I'm just done talking.
1: (laughs) Oh,
0: or I want to be done talking.
1: Okay. Um. So, I guess with that, with that article that we mentioned before, we're at the beginning. I read that. Um. Basically, this article said how AD or dyslexia wasn't a neurological disorder, but a. And I quote, a concession for having cognitive strengths in exploration of big picture thinking, creativity and problem solving that have contributed to human survival and changing environments. So, like, they have, so, like, if we were in caveman times or whatever, and my mom and I were by this tree, and my mom, or I said, oh, mom, look at that lion, beware of that lion over there by that bush. Her brain would, like, flip Everybody's
0: brain. Everybody's Everybody's brain brain flips it. It's just...
1: Flipped it so then they could see it from all...
0: So, that's not what that, I mean yes the ADHD uh, the dyslexic brain never mushes it back together so that's actually information I got from another book that you and I talked about earlier
1: okay I thought was the same thing no I sound dumb now
0: so (laughs) she's not dumb (laughs) she's just disinterested it's not an area of interest um so I read in another book about dyslexia that all people um, make double images or images in multiple directions of the same thing so that they can recognize whatever from any direction, right? So in caveman times, it would have been useful so that (laughs) you didn't get eaten by that lion or the wolf or whatever it was that wanted to eat you. Um, um, And that some people believe that, Um, or one theory about dyslexia is that they never sort of mush all those images together. So when I write a D and it comes out looking like a B, my brain still sees it as a D because I, in my brain still have, can recognize a D in multiple directions. Your brain's mushed it all together and will be like, that's not what way a D goes. And you'd flip it, right? Yes.
1: Um,
0: This article is really saying that my brain is more developed or the dyslexic brain is more developed for exploration and discovery and that the neurotypical brain is more developed for the the use of information that already exists. So exploitation instead of exploration, exploitation of current information, And that's, (laughs) that's how most schools are set up all the way through school, even in colleges. It's here's the information. How can you use this information to make something new or to create whatever, or to explain something else? And that's not the brain style that people who are dyslexic have their brains are exploratory and want to find new information or new things right um is that so... just
1: dyslexia or <clears throat> is it all neurodiversities because if it's the neurotypical brain then that includes everybody that's neurodiverse and not just dyslexic
0: right well i'm just or trying to separate it out just... like that's not what they're saying about brains that are um
1: like, is it's my not brain what they're saying the same way, or no, 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 oh, okay.
0: But you know, you can spell lemons and not see melons.
1: You can spell lemons too, mom.
0: I can now, yes. That's <laughs> Although, a mean joke, it is no. a mean joke. Sorry,
1: <laughs> so if it is,
0: if you don't know, there's this saying, uh, we saw it in a magazine on a shirt, and it said. If life gives you melons, you might have dyslexia. And um, I my son saw it and he showed it to me. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then Aww. later, hours later, my son was recounting the story to my husband. And they both laughed. And after they laughed, I finally put it together Aww. that melons and lemons all have all the same letters same in it
1: letters.
0: yeah. right so <clears throat> i usually don't have those like bigger issues anymore but when i'm tired like they the dyslexic symptoms show up more which is why i use the special font on my kindle because i read to go to sleep and i'm tired right um or i'm trying to get tired right i'm trying to go to sleep um but yeah, so um so this article was um, published in uh frontiers of psychology. Yep. And so I will link it. But it really says that um the right, the the learning differences and this explorative bias um makes school difficult for them, right? For people who are dyslexic, right? Um right, so, what else there you have another quote there you want it to read it looks like
1: oh i do we
0: have notes the bottom
1: um Oh, it just says essentially what you had said, that the study found that people with dyslexia, the explorers, have strengths in experimentation, innovation, and searching for the unknown, while people without dyslexia, the exploit, exploiters, um, have strengths of efficiency, refinement, selection, and what is known, and that Um, Researchers say that the balance between exploring new opportunities and exploiting the benefits of a particular choice are needed to ensure human survival. And then this doctor person, Helen Taylor, um, in the article had said that we believe the areas of difficulty experienced by people with dyslexia result from a cognitive trade-off between exploring between exploration of new information and exploitation of existing knowledge with the upside being an explorative bias that could explain enhanced abilities observed in certain realms like discovery innovation and creativity cool yeah I guess so. Yeah.
0: It's interesting to think, right? I mean, the other book that I read also said that.
1: I want my brain to be searching for the unknown. That's not fair. I don't want to search for the known. That's boring. I well, want it's more unknown. like
0: creative what your brain is searching for. If I'm understanding this all correctly for innovative ways to use to use what is known
1: i don't want to use what is known i want to find out what's unknown okay. and that's more exciting
0: okay well known is uh, known is boring
1: yeah so anyway
0: what i was going to say was this other book that i read said that people with dyslexia um like I was saying, make these multiple images, right? And so one such person is believed to be Leonardo da Vinci, the artist, but he was also a lot of other things. Um, And that they have discovered landscapes that he painted that are completely flipped and that they think that he must have had like a significant form of dyslexia. because I don't flip entire landscapes. Um, <laughs> but um, but that it might be very possible that the Mona Lisa was sitting the other direction. Which I think is kind of a cool idea. But I'm also like a big art history dork and that's what I have a degree in. No, so no,
1: that 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 would be kind of interesting. I've never seen the Mona Lisa, but
0: in person, no, neither. In person, no. No, and it doesn't travel because you know. Everybody goes to the Louvre because everybody goes to the Louvre no, to see the everybody. Mona Lisa.
1: We haven't. Well,
0: people who go to the Louvre expect to see the Mona Lisa when they're there because that's the museum it's at. And so they don't want it out for travel because how mad would you be if you flew all the way to Paris to go to the, the Louvre and then you got there? And like one of the I most famous works of art they do wasn't it. there. That's absolutely they, why they don't do it. I think Plus, they, it they probably they can't find... Stolen well, the other lost. thing is probably an insurance issue. Their insurance company probably won't allow them to, right? But that's just, like, the intricacies of, um, like, how a museum works. So, not what our podcast is about. So, <clears throat> what else? What else do you think about this? Uh... uh well, um, dyslexia stuff, because we don't normally talk about
1: dyslexia, and we might we not don't. ever again. We don't. um So, at first, when my mom told me about this this article, I was like, "Okay, mom, are you just is this an actual article, or are you just saying this to make yourself feel better, <laughs> being like you have like an evolutionary gain on me?" Because you're a dyslexic and she's like, no, no, for real. And then she read it's actually kind of interesting. I did find the actual article that the article we read was referring to. I read the bigger study. Um, I, it's a lot was going to listen to it but then my little thingamajig said that it was an hour and 24 minutes and 22 seconds like uh, was a I don't too have much that much yeah that's too much attention that <laughs> I don't want to put effort into I have a whole day to get through <laughs> but that's funny um so do you think then that other learning just so I don't know. Um if I don't know. Don't I want know. my brain to be cool too. This this, Your this, brain this is cool. No, no, no. My um Stop texting me. Hold on. Um the article made it sound like your brain was like all super cool. Like, Oh no, it's not a neurology. It's not a, it's not a disorder. It's something cool. but like no one says that about ADHD.
0: I wouldn't consider any neurodiversity, a not cool, but, but I wouldn't consider any neurodiversity, a neurological disorder. I think that's, horribly offensive. Oh, yeah, um, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be offensive. I just right. that's no, what I the article. Not. Said. I'm just saying like I wouldn't say that about your brain either. I think and I this is like kind of my philosophy of what I coach from is that all neurodiversities are needed and are are normal variances in the human genome because we need different kinds of brains in order for our society to move forward which is exactly what this article says um so then my brain would would be similar too i would also say that um you know if you trace back pretty much any industry that's had big advancements you can almost always trace those back to somebody who had ADHD, autism, or dyslexia um, because they think differently, right? We all think differently, right? Um, and so um, there's this quote, and I'm completely paraphrasing the quote. This is not an actual Temple Grandin quote, so don't try and find it. But she has this quote that says something like, the spear was created by some high functioning autistic at the back of the cave and not by one of the social neurotypicals yucking around the campfire, right? Because that was like the first innovation of like man coming out of the cave and going hunting, right? Was like to be able to create a spear, right? And somebody carved it out of a rock and it, she's, Probably right, it probably did come from somebody who thought differently than everybody else at that time, right? The wheel was probably created by somebody else who thought differently at that time, right? I think you can trace back pretty much every invention to somebody who thought differently. So, whether they thought differently because they were reusing something that is known to become something new. I mean, that's what artists that use like reuse materials do all the time, right? Um, and not something I like, I do artwork, but I can't do that kind of artwork. Um, where people who, you know, just that we just all think, all people with neurodiversities think differently and you think a little bit differently than I do. And we both think differently than dad who's neurotypical right and all perspectives are needed right so i i think saying that either of us have a neurological disorder is inaccurate
1: i suppose so but to someone who's neurotypical we are we do have our brain is neurologically different from theirs
0: yes but i wouldn't call it a disorder
1: Oh, they do because it's not what they have. It's like not, well, the, yeah. it's not the same as theirs. So to them, it's different making it disorderly.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. Right. Yes. I mean, but,
1: I mean like I agree. Yes, with because you, a but, neurotypical like, person named it. Yes. I, I agree <laughs> with you. I'm just saying like, that's probably why it was. Uh,
0: I'm I'm sure it is. Right. But like, I'm just saying that's, I would not walk up to. I would not tell my clients that come to me that they have a neurological disorder. They're for sure, not get me hired. Um, and it certainly wouldn't be very accepting or compassionate or understanding for,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right? So um, any other thoughts or questions about dyslexia, Paige?
1: Okay, so you said that you think in pictures. Uh huh. Can I have an example? Like what you mean by think, like just like anything or like when you think back on something or when you think when you're going to do something or just like Mm -hmm. in general, like right now you're thinking of something. Are you just seeing like all these pictures? or Yeah,
0: I see like a movie, like, like if you were if you at the beginning of your day were like, you know, before you get out of bed, you know how sometimes you go, oh, today I have to whatever, whatever and whatever
1: supposedly <laughs> yes
0: okay
1: that doesn't well, always happen
0: my version of that would be like running a movie picturing myself doing all the things that needed to be done instead of making a list of the things that needed to be done okay so i think in pictures right or, or i think in
1: narratives in general
0: right Do you and ever a lot of think what
1: do you ever think in colors
0: Oh, yes. I'm, yes. People, okay. you, I don't know. Have we had this discussion? No, I think but I just people like, are colors. People are, have color people for me. People
1: definitely have colors, like people around them.
0: Com- not around them.
1: Oh, people are me, colors. People are colors. <laughs> oh, yes. I just see colors like sometimes, like, yeah. of, I don't know. People are colors. Yeah, in a way I agree but I think or they're thoughts, like truly
0: actual light like colors um right so I guess this other book that I read about um dyslexia said that like there's different like thinking types even within um dyslexia right and so some people um are real problem solvers but they're problem solvers because they're systems thinkers and they see how one thing connects to another that might connect to another in a way that other people may not see those connections some dyslexic people are very narrative and so they think in sort of stories so like steven spielberg is dyslexic and he's i mean Gosh, he tells beautiful stories. He made Jaws. He made E.T. He made a zillion movies, right? And he, you know, to be a director, you really are. Like, that's, like, he just sees all that stuff in his head, right? And how it all comes together, right? But there's lots and lots of actors and authors, actually, who are dyslexic. um, Because they think in stories. And they're very good at storytelling, right? And, you know, with Grammarly or other... other things that can correct your spelling these days. Um, I don't do anything without grammar. I use it for emails. I use it when I write my blog. I use it for everything, right? But so I'm more of a narrative thinker. So I think in stories, right? And then there are other people who think more, you know, like engineering is a field where people are often drawn who are dyslexic. Mm -hmm. But also people with ADHD or have autism are often drawn to engineering as well, right? So I guess it it takes all types. That's my that's my whole gist here. It takes all types of brains for society to move. All mm-hmm. right. See. Are you complete? I I guess. <laughs> okay. I
1: live with you, so I can ask infinite questions.
0: You can but no burning question now that you think other people would want to hear the answer to.
1: Not that I can think of.
0: Okay. Say goodbye, Paige.
1: Say bye, Paige. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the, ND toolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse
1: Toolbox.